The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at. Mark and Paul checking in. 24th of June. Paul wanted a couple of good ones from Alabama. So I played up several from Alabama. Among the many things that didn't transfer from the old computer about a year ago. Uh, Paul likes she and I, and that one didn't transfer over. My favorite Alabama song is probably Take Me Down. And there's a three-and-a-half-minute version and one that's over four that I always used to play. In fact, I, I've always tried to play the long versions of songs because that's what it was meant to be on the album. But uh, we don't have the long version of that. And, you know, Alabama, the group Alabama, underrated. They had 41 number one songs, including 21 in a row. Underrated. Yeah. We should play an Alabama song every day. We should. Huge. Probably the most successful group, arguably, in country music of all time. Completely agree. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Make make uh, make the Zach Brown band and others look like the rookies. Yeah. Um, and Alabama doesn't have the advantages that modern day groups have with streams and downloads and uh-uh. YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Uh-uh. You had to go buy the damn record. Yeah. First oh, number they, one was Tennessee River, which I knew. What about Feels So Right? Was that there? I thought that was up in there, one of their first ones. Uh, Feels So Right was number one. It was 1981. 81, okay. And that was the song that they shopped to all the record labels in Nashville. And nobody thought it was country enough at the time. Hmm. Uh, you guys are too AC sounding, so. Great song. I love that. I they got a lot of. I mean, all of those songs, all of their all of their hits, were great songs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of artists right now that have a number one song and it's crap. Yeah, it's it but, sounds awful. But it's different now. It's downloads. It's the tw- yeah. It's the twelve year old kids who's got mom's credit card on their phone and they like the song. Yeah. So if if they download it once just to hear it, they may not like it. But it counts as making it a number one song. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's why we're playing Yeah, all the new people we're playing all the time. Mm-hmm. Paul and I have pitched a fit about the music this radio station plays and nobody cares. I like, um, oh, I just liked all of their songs. Pass It On Down. I yeah. liked. Uh, Born Country. Yep. Yep. Uh, Roll On was a huge hit. Remember huge that? Big hit. Uh here, here we are. I always liked. I liked um, "Forever as Far as I'll Go." Uh, I also liked uh, "Once Upon a Lifetime." I thought that was a great song. Mm-hmm. They just one song. What about uh, "If You're Gonna Play in Texas"? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was a huge song. Mountain music, right? All those Wilson. Yeah, crazy. No doubt. No doubt, the greatest country music band of all time. Has to be. Group. I remember. I had a friend who was in college in Missoula when the Roll-On album came out. And I believe this when Mark says, I remember. And I remember we went and got a case of Ham's Tall Boys from T&C and sat in his dorm room and listened to that whole album all the way through. And I said, that's going to be a hit, and that's going to be a hit, and that's going to be a hit. Great album. (laughs) <laughs> not my idea of fun. I would not have been in that group. Nope. Huh. Yeah, they just... Uh, 
Oh, Maddie went and saw them here a couple, three years ago and said they were awesome. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good group. Uh, the year that I went to Memphis for the St. Jude's Radiothon, where they fly all the radio people in, I met Randy Owen, the lead singer's wife. She rode in the elevator with me on the way to some press deal. And Randy Owen, hugely involved with uh, St. Jude's research down there for many, 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 many years. Hmm. And, and for the people north of town... The trivia question of the day is, <laughs> where did the group originate from? All we need is the state. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really, really wanted to go downtown last night for a live after five, but. You were I, too tired? Uh, I needed to mow. Oh, oh, oh. So I made the grown-up decision in mode. And also, we had a chance of getting some showers last night. So I was hoping to get some of that, which we didn't. I did. Yeah, I was going to say, it went north of me. It looked like you got some. Yeah, we got we got nailed again last night. And uh, that's, oh. that's good, and it's bad. Why is it bad? It's bad because every storm that comes through now yeah. is coming right through our little pocket. And so, so folks, we got a farmer that's complaining about it's too dry. That's right. And <laughs> now it's too wet. Well, no. <laughs> when the thing about it is, it's bringing all of them through that area. Yeah. So even the bad ones then will go through that area. Right. Well, because I can tell you anything, I'm driving my daughter's car today to the golf tournament in case there's hail. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I doubt when it gets this cool, you usually don't have to worry about usually it. Usually don't. Yeah. Usually don't. But the big news is today, folks, there's a heat dome in the southwest and the southeast portion of the state. You know, many places today are going to be between 90 and 100 degrees. Do you know that? Many places today during the summer, damn near the 1st of July, from Phoenix to New Orleans to Florida will be in the 90s and Texas will be in the 90s through 100 today. Well... That's because everybody's driving Suburbans down there. Uh-huh. And it's all because of climate change. Now, what are the normal days of weather the result of? When we have normal weather, what is that the result of? If, if a 90-degree temperature is the result of a climate change, what is a 80-degree temperature or a day of rain when it's normal happens what, what is that the result of? How do you go from days that are climate change, uh, a result of climate change, to days that aren't a result of climate change? If the climate has changed, makes no sense whatsoever. This someday will be, be known as the biggest fiasco, pull the wool over people's eyes thing that ever happened in the history of the country. It will someday, uh, may not be for 50, 60 years when they find out that everything that they wanted never happened. About the time we get the lowdown on all the stuff the Clintons got away with. And then when we start cooling off, folks, which we will eventually, because it has always happened through the evolution of the earth and the planet, those cooler than normal temperatures and above normal moisture and snow, that will all be the result 
of climate change caused by man. Mm -hmm. And once again, how dare we think that we are big enough, powerful enough that we can control what this planet does Mm -hmm. as far as the weather, the atmosphere, the universe, the inner core, the outer core, all of that. We can't. It has survived apocalyptic crises that we can't even imagine over 4.6 billion years that we can't even throw at this planet. Is that all you got? That's what Earth's saying every day. Is that all you got? Ooh, ooh, you got some cars going. That's really rough. Nothing. Joke. It's a joke. They never tell you what the normal should be. If these are all abnormal, what are the normal supposed to be? How many inches of rain? How many days of 90? How How is the South not supposed to get warm? Is the South never supposed to have heat extremes? Are the ices never supposed to melt? Are the rivers never supposed to flood? Are we supposed to have dry years? Are we never supposed to have wet years? Every year is supposed to be exactly precisely the same. What? Right. Because... What? That's how you get your average. What the hell are we supposed to have? And what parameters do we need to meet to where there will be no more climate change? Give us that one. Where do we have to be to where we will not have climate change? Hmm? Give us a damn answer. Yeah, so when we get there... We know. Right. Okay. We've reached the point now where we're where we should be and there will be no more climate change. We all do it in our homes. With our thermostat. Yeah. I want it to be 71 degrees. And when it gets there, everything quits. When do we get to the point where there is no more climate change? And when will we know there is no more climate change? Because we will know after 4.6 billion years of this planet, we will know exactly where we are supposed to be. And that's where our goal is. And that's where we stop. Right? When? When do we get to that point? And what is that point? Tell me. You're a scientist. Tell me. See, that's why all the other scientists that disagree that are never quoted and are never given any airtime, that's why they always point out the fallacies of this theory all the time. All the time. Can't control that. No legislation and no Congress is going to determine what the weather and, and is around the planet. Oh, but we found a spot down in Plano, Texas that hit 106 today. That is a result of climate change. Now, just 300 miles away when it's 72 and they got a cold front that moved through, they're not the result of climate change and it's only 300 miles away. Right. They're not the result. No, only Plano, Texas today is an example of climate change. Not the ones to the north, not the ones to the west. None of them. Nope. We're going to use temperatures today in Atlanta that hit 94 with 100% humidity, a result of climate change. Bull crap. Bull crap. Just like the floods up there, Red Lodge, places like that, Yellowstone Park. Well, climate change. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. We had we had 150% of normal for snow, mm-hmm. which is an which is a level that we have received 
dozens, in fact, hundreds of times since those mountains have been there. Mm -hmm. We have had, in fact, thousands of times where the snow in those mountains have been 150% of normal. Thousands of times. Thousands. So it doesn't make it abnormal. And we've had thousands of times where the snowpack has only been 75% of normal. And we have had thousands of times where that snow has melted and they got a rain and it flooded. In fact, we know of about five or six of them just within the last 100 years Mm -hmm. that that has happened. Oh, we know it happens. Nope. That was the result of climate change. No, it was not. And also for the people that got on Facebook and were hating on our governor for not standing up there in front of the water and stopping the flooding in Red Lodge. Mm -hmm. And now he's appeared the last couple of days and he appealed to the president for FEMA help. And he's visiting all these places in the park and Red Lodge and Fromberg and everything else. Are you getting back on Facebook and saying thanks, Gov? Yeah. No. I was thinking yesterday on the tractor. um, Something I kind of like to do. And uh, we haven't done it for a, a long, long time. And uh, I was thinking about maybe if we could do our show up in Red Lodge. Like uh, like next Friday or something before before the rodeo weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we could get on the air. We could have it at a, at, a, <laughs> at a big breakfast place. Wait a minute. I'm not done with what? Farmer, I love your heart. Yeah. We don't have any equipment for that. Well, I, you know, I think we do because Aaron can do it. So we ought to be able to do it. We should be able to. And uh, go to a big breakfast place up there and let, and then while we're up there, let every business that is open come in and talk and give us a, and we give them a free commercial. I like that. And let everybody know about all the businesses that are all open and what's available and give them about some uh some resilient people's stories and uh well aaron said we can use his gear oh yeah 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 see he's got gear yeah well he's obviously mom's favorite have you seen his studio i know it <laughs> i know it Ooh, brand new console oh, yeah fancy headset he's even got a guy to help him yeah he's got he's got to pushing his buttons for but, him um you know and uh let the world know we're open for business the rodeo starts that weekend mm-hmm. and uh we could go up there and do it and uh, talk to the folks up there, have a little celebration, you know, set up a table right there on Main Street while the sun comes up. And um, Oh, Aaron's driving to Red Lodge right now. Oh, he is? Yeah. So he must be doing his thing up there, too. What the hell? Well, that blows that idea. <laughs> we can still do it. Oh. But, um, I mean, we're up anyway. It's not going to affect what time I have to get out of hey, bed. Hey, Wilson, I'll stop at Holiday and grab you a coffee. Pick me up at the Sheridan. We're on our way. You know, yippee skippy. Um, you know, it's before the 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could uh, relay all that information to everybody. Help them get them back on their feet. I remember one time we were going to do a Christmas in July for Big Bear. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, when when some loser went in there and busted the place up and... And they blew the hell out of it, and they were going. To, they were considering rebuilding and opening up. And we called the guys at Big Bear and told them that we would do a Flakes Christmas in July celebration and have everybody come out and do the Christmas shopping in July mm-hmm. because they missed it that year. And they loved the idea, but the insurance company wouldn't uh, wouldn't let them do it until they you know got everything finalized. And 
Well, they, they had a hell of a mess because the guy was shooting, and when law enforcement shot back, there was all kinds of pipes hit, and there was flooding yeah. and everything else, so... He was using a two forty three, and our police used a cannon, <laughs> and uh, that kind of ended that. Always bring the bigger gun. That's right. <laughs> but um, I think it would be kind of cool, actually, to do it. We haven't, we haven't done something God, like we that. We haven't been on the road in I years. Know, a long time, long time. We used to do it a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, don't do it much anymore. This is interesting. Yesterday, i catch you folks up on some of the news. Food and Drug Administration yesterday ordered Juul to pull all of their electronic cigarettes from the market because of the surge in teen vaping. Now, just a damn minute. First of all, why just Juul? Hmm? Why just that company? Well, good Why didn't they go after all the other vaping companies? Why just Juul? You know, remember a few years ago, they made them take out the cotton candy and, uh, you know, double chocolate marble and all those kind of things because they said it attracted teenagers. The FDA said Juul must stop selling their vaping device and its tobacco and menthol flavored cartridges. Anything already on the market, you have to remove it. Company must show that their e-cigarettes benefit public health. Can you imagine a ruling from the FDA that says a product must benefit public health? Let's start going down the list of everything that does not benefit public health. Cheetos. (laughs) You know, you want to go down the list. Dope. Now, why does dope get a pass all the time? I'll tell you why. I don't know how many. Hey, Siri, how many people in America smoke pot? Okay. I found this on the web for how many people in America smoke pot. Check it out. All right. I'm checking it out. Uh, Because I can tell you. How many Americans regularly use pot? The number is higher than you think. Oh, I can I can even imagine what this is. Uh, A freshly hand cut steak and made from scratch pizza is what you'll find at the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. They've got the best roasted chicken, amazing burgers, and the best prime rib deal in the county. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they have the freshest, best meal deal going. You've got to try their loaded Bloody Mary. Made with your choice of vodka, bacon, cheese, olives, pepperoncinis, a pickle spear, and topped off with a beef stick and shrimp. For great service, generous portions, and a full-service bar and casino, head to the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. Make sure to like them on Facebook. Many marijuana users hide their stash. There, there are almost as many marijuana users in America as there are cigarette smokers. More than half of American adults have used marijuana once in their lives. Here you go. Okay, we finally hit the answer. Now we know why pot gets a pass. Because of these political buttholes in Washington, D.C. Who are willing to sell their soul for a fiddle of gold because they think they're better than you. (laughs) 55 million Americans use dope. 55 million. So now you know why they get a free pass? 
Because there are 55 million voters in America that use dope. And if you don't think that's the case, then you're smoking something. 55 million Americans use dope. And and Paul, that number's low. That's right. Because they don't know everybody. That's why they always get a free pass. Mm -hmm. Always. Now you got the answer, folks. 55 million. 55 million. Don't forget... We'll pander any group we can. We will legislate our country. We will create laws any way we can to pander groups or individuals for a vote. It doesn't matter if it flushes your country down the toilet. And they've done a lot of that lately. Yeah. Congress is the toilet plunger. We are the turd, folks. And they're flushing us down the toilet. 55 million Americans. So now you know why they get a free pass. That's why they get a free pass. So they're going after Juul. The FDA noted that some of the biggest sellers like Juul may have played a disproportionate role in the rise in teen vaping. They don't care. Teen vaping. They don't care about teen pot use, do they? (laughs) No. No, they don't. Not what to. Hey, Siri, how many teenagers in America smoke pot? Okay, I found this on the web for how many teenagers in America smoke pot. Check it out. Okay, I will. Let's see here. Statistics on marijuana use in teenagers. More than 48 million Americans over the age of 12 has used marijuana in the last year. All right, that's where we're at. Marijuana is also surprisingly available to use. That's impossible. You have to be 21, right, Mark? Uh Uh-huh. Even in middle schools, one-third of eighth graders said it's very, very easy to get pot and have used it. 60% of 10th graders? Are you crapping me? Hey, my daughter says more than half the kids at her school. Oh, yeah. Vaping and pot smoking. Oh, Paul, you were totally wrong about drug use in teenagers if it was legalized. Oh, yeah. Hey, folks, this is from the Democrat Bible, too. The Washington Post. The marijuana legalization movement has played a role in sending mixed messages to young people that marijuana is safe because it's medicine or it's legal. No crap? What did I just talk about yesterday about the term recreational and using that word to indoctrinate our youth? Mm -hmm. That's a great little adjective, isn't it? And we're going after the e-cigarettes. We're going after one company. Mm. One company, exactly. (laughs) That sells e-cigarettes. They did something. They they must have gave Trump money. Yeah. Paul, you're exactly right. It's, It's something like that. Jewel said it disagrees with the findings. They want the ban on hold. FDA said Juul's application left regulators with significant questions that didn't include enough information to evaluate any potential risk. Now, the FDA folks did not have any trouble at all approving a vaccine for every American multiple times, even for your babies, where they didn't do six months worth of studying on that before they injected into your kid. Mm-hmm. They approved it. Not a problem. 
FDA said Juul hasn't provided us enough research yet. Without the data needed to determine the relevant health risks, the FDA has banned it. So we don't know about all the relevant health risks yet, mm-hmm. long term. This vaccine, folks, has only been out for, what, 15, 16 months mm-hmm. since December of uh, 20. Doesn't matter. Since last fall, though, the FDA has given the okay to tobacco-flavored e-cigarettes from companies like R.J. Reynolds, Logic, and other companies. But Juul? Mm-mm. Not Juul. So the other ones can keep selling it. Isn't that interesting? Now, it'd be interesting to find out if we could dig deeper about the R.J. Reynolds company, their lobbying money, where it went, who sits on the board, who has ties to whom in Congress, all of those kind of things, wouldn't it? It'd be interesting. We don't have time to investigate that, but nobody else will. Hmm, hmm, hmm. What else? This inflation eating everybody's wages up, eating everybody's extra money up. Some people are concerned. Some people just water under the bridge. 33 of the biggest banks in America said they have enough capital to withstand a severe economic contraction. 33 of them. You got all that money in the bank, folks. You got all your money in your accounts. And what do you have in there? You got a number. You got a number. That's why people in Montana, for instance, are buying land. Mm -hmm. They at least have a physical, tangible asset. Everybody else, you just got a number. And that number can buy less and less and less every month. And that you just got a number in there. So what is that number? What if the hell, if everything crashes and you go in and say, hey, you know all that money that's in there? That money, that $17,214, I want all that. Well, uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what happened during the Depression. Right. People ran to the banks to get their money out. They didn't have the money. Now we give you a number. Backed by the FDIC. Well, the FDIC only has to have a certain percentage of all the savings and accounts in America. Not 100%. A certain percentage of that. Well, we can give you 10% on the dollar. That's all we can give you. But I got 17000 in there. Sorry, we can give you 1700 That's all we can give you. Or we can't. Hmm. So what happens to those numbers? Hmm, folks, you ever thought about that? For those of you that aren't prepared out there, you don't have a little cash on hand. You don't have some tangible stuff. You don't have some beef in the freezer. What happens? Well, 33 of the banks said they think they could withstand it. Well, that's that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Better find out if your bank's on that list. My bank isn't. I don't believe. They're the big banks. Uh, Chase, uh, Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger, bigger lending institutions that are on that list. The Fed built in a scenario under which the nation's unemployment rate would more than double to 10%. 
and there would be a contraction in the real estate and stock market values that could cause losses of more than $600 billion. The bank said they could cover that loss. $600 billion. $600 billion. When you think about the nation, nationwide, that that's like enough to cover what's in your child's piggy bank. Mm-hmm. So you just better start thinking about some things. I see yesterday they charged Paul Pelosi, the husband of Nancy Pelosi, with driving under the influence in connection with a crash that he was in last month. He's 82. He was arrested in Napa County, north of San Francisco. Blood alcohol level was uh, above where it should be. They never showed his mugshot. Uh, They wouldn't, you know, they quieted that down because that's Nancy's husband. Right. Right. Mark and Paul get a DUI, folks. The front page of that paper isn't big enough to put our picture in there. Mm-hmm, you're right. Not Paul Pelosi. I think it'd be cool to, to do our show up there uh, for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, just take a day and, and go up and uh, let everybody along Main Street or anybody else will have it at a you know have it at a place where we could have breakfast up there and set the table out right on the street, right mm-hmm. in the, the sun's coming up, flags mm-hmm. waving. There's Mark and Paul and and let everybody from every business along that town come in and talk to us and say, uh, I want to thank, you know, everybody for getting us back up. Uh, what, you know, we run the the Bogart's Pizza and we are open and we are making pies and mm-hmm. we, we want to welcome you in the 4th of July and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's been a couple of years, but the last time I was in Bogart's Pizza, the manager was named Don Williams. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Maybe this is... <laughs> well, I believe in you. Oh, my gosh. Maybe this is a bad idea. A bad idea. Governor's trying to get FEMA money for the people affected by the flooding. 115 homes experienced major damage. What did I tell you about FEMA? FEMA immediately declared a disaster area for Yellowstone Park immediately i mean the flood the flood hadn't even peaked hadn't even crested yet and it was approved still trying to get fema money for the 115 people that lost their homes or were heavily damaged that's how fema works the governor's working on it a couple people are well more than a couple upset about the gun laws that were passed when they upheld the Constitution yesterday. Exactly. And uh, these liberals, you know why liberals are nuts? You know why they're crazy, folks? Because they don't understand gun laws. They don't understand the ones already in place. They don't understand the vetting and the criteria you have to go through to get a concealed weapons permit. They don't understand that. They think that now everybody in New York City can put a firearm in their pocket and walk along the street. And that's absolutely still against the law. Mm -hmm. You have to go through the process, the investigation, the questions, the answers, everything to get a concealed permit. In fact, if people were smart and they knew, like Kathy Hochul from the governor and all the rest of these libs that are nuts... It's easier for anybody to get a gun and take it home than it is to get a concealed weapons permit. Far easier. I remember when Mark got his. They called me. 
Yeah, you, at the time you had to put down three references. Yeah, they I, call I, me. I put down Paul. They asked, well, is Mark a drinker? And I said, well, describe drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get one because when I was 12... <laughs> When I was 12, folks, I did not take hunter safety. I have built guns, worked on guns, shot guns. I, I have been a law-abiding citizen oh, with the, and, no and blemishes on his record. Could not get one because I didn't take hunter safety. Well, now in Montana, you don't need one. Hunter safety? No, concealed carry permit. Anybody can carry a gun as long as they're... Oh, yeah. As long as they're legally... They can own a gun legally. If you're a felon... Uh, if you smoke pot... You can't have a gun. No, you can't. You're not even allowed to own one. No. So, but I can't carry concealed. Yes, you can. Anybody can now. No way. Yeah. I can? Yeah. Well, that's why from the Billings Reckless Drivers page, all the people flipping each other off in traffic and everything else, hmm. I guarantee you one of those cars has got a gun. <laughs> hmm. I didn't know that. And you've been able to carry a gun in your vehicle forever. Well, yeah. Everybody it, does it, that. It uh, ties into your homeowner's insurance. Doesn't everybody do that? I don't know any. Actually, uh, I know a small percentage of people oh. that don't. So you mean you mean Carl Malden wasn't talking about guns when he said, don't, don't leave, leave home, home without, without it? it? <laughs> See, I thought he meant guns. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. God, when's the last time you saw a traveler's check? <laughs> Montana law allows any person to conceal carry a weapon without a concealed weapons permit so long as that person is eligible to possess a firearm under Montana state or federal law. Oh. Montana allows any person to conceal carry a weapon in state government office or state building, but only if that person is the holder of a current Montana valid, a valid Montana concealed weapons permit. You can't carry your gun into a bar. You can't carry it into a hospital. You can't carry it into a courthouse. Here's a guy in the paper today in their opinion section. Is Biden a good president? And he says, I can make the case that Biden is a better president than Donald Trump was. Uh -huh. But I decline to do so. Uh -huh. You're a loser. You're a columnist for the Tribune Nurse News Service and georgetown texas you're a loser how, what, how did they find this how did they go and find a op-ed that was written by a guy out of the tribune in georgetown texas and decide to run that in the paper hmm? here's another one supreme court erodes our first amendment law <laughs> who did that noah feldman what are his credentials oh he's a bloomberg opinion columnist at Harvard University. That explains it. Here's another one. GOP is not in transition. It's lost right now. According to whom? LZ Granderson, columnist for the Los Angeles Times. What What is this? Das Kapital from <laughs> Karl Marx today in the opinion page? That's what you get, folks. 
When you're looking for the perfect location to host your special event, your first choice should be the Roadside Event Center. They offer a rustic and charming atmosphere and are an exceptional choice for weddings, reunions, graduation parties, anniversaries, and corporate events. Whether it's a cozy indoor party or an outdoor event, the Roadside Event Center can accommodate and they have a covered patio and a fully stocked bar. Check out Huntley's premier event center at roadsideeventcenter.com. That's R-H-O-A-D, roadsideeventcenter.com. See, that's why we need to, that's why we need to go to someplace like Red Lodge and, and uh, talk about some things that are good. Zinke maintains his big income. Folks, do you have to be poor to run for Congress? Is that now a criteria? You're not allowed to run for Congress if you are successful. How much money you've got and what state you're born in right. are awfully big deals in politics. Is days. that the criteria? You cannot be successful to be a member of Congress? What about Nancy Pelosi? Has there ever been an article in this paper about her big income? No. Huh? No. No, they talked about our governor being a billionaire, but nothing about Pelosi. He reported income between 370000 and 486 for 22. So what? That's crap. That ain't nothing. No. You want to look at farmers and ranchers' incomes? Mm-hmm. Look at their incomes. I know. I am one. Oh, yeah. Boy, we could put incomes on there of $600,000. But our freaking expenses... Are seven hundred thousand? Yeah, they never look Ooh, at that. His income is in there. So what? Who cares? Who cares? He's a Navy SEAL. You're holed up in a building with a bunch of people from the Taliban sitting there with rifles. Ryan Zinke and his men are approaching. Hold on, before you come in here, let me check your income statements. Uh huh. You make too much money. Don't come in and rescue me. Mm-hmm. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, that's what they do. And folks, I would much rather have a successful person making business decisions in America. How was the business of the United States of America under Donald Trump is a successful businessman? Right. Compared to where we're at now. Right. A career politician. Right. <clears throat> what the hell kind of article is that? Excuse me. He faces Monica Trinnell, an attorney. Where did her income? <laughs> Excuse me. Where's her income? Nothing in this article on her income. Not one thing. It just says she's he's facing Monica Trinnell, an attorney. Most he, attorneys I know are rich. And nothing in here about her income. Not one thing. Why? Why just his income? What a slanderous piece of crap this thing is. Who wrote this? Sam Wilson, whoever in the hell he is. He's from Lee Enterprises. If you wonder what's going on in Metro Park, that's the big dog show up there. Uh, the Yellowstone Valley Kennel Club having their dog show. Got a picture in the paper today. as a couple kids with their Great Danes. Look at those things. Oh, man. I'd love to have one of them. You know, they only lived about eight, nine years, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's tough losing animals. It's tough. These people are just amazing. Though they are getting the bridges up and getting a lot of the roads open, folks. Their, uh, their due diligence is paying off up there. They're working around the clock, getting all these things up and running. Uh, opening up these roads to the communities and stuff like that. 
noble work uh, done by some of these people up there to try to get it fixed as quickly as possible. As uh, people try to get their uh, lives back together. And uh, I think if we could go up there to Red Lodge and uh, spread the news and and uh, let people know what, what they can and cannot do if they come up to Red Lodge uh, for the 4th of July weekend. I think it would be, uh, it would be something that uh, we could probably pull off. Of course, we, you know, we would have to have somebody here in the control room, Mark, probably, uh, to help man, man the base. Folks, the way that the radio business is going, when we started here in 1988, we were one radio station, and we had six full-time on-air people. Fast forward to today, we have four radio stations and six full-time on-air people. Well, and we also, we also had probably four part-timers. Great part-timers. Uh, we also had set-up kids full-time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we paid a kid to set up the inflatable cat and all the remote gear yeah, and all that. It's kind of, kind of tough to find people right now. And <clears throat> well, the thing is, we pay so well here. Yeah. <laughs> so we could finally uh, <clears throat> maybe get out there and let people know what's cooking. Well, we'll work on that. We'll think. I'll think about it all weekend, Mark. Mark will know that I'm thinking about it all weekend. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's why our partnership works so good. Paul says, hey, and I said, I'm in. There you go. <laughs> what are we doing? Our board meetings are really tough. <laughs> we don't have to get together in Jackson Hole mm-hmm. for four or five days to discuss something. I don't have to sway other board members to promise me a vote, so I'll vote on one of their things. Right. None of that <laughs> crap. None of that goes on here. So it'll be pretty easy. Playing more Ray Charles than any other country radio station in America for 35 years. That's great. Love Ray Charles. I got a cow that went dry and a hen that won't lay. An agricultural song from Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Conley redid that as a country hit in about 82. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> well, well, in fact, in fact, I remember John Conley's song and I didn't know that Ray Charles did it. I didn't either at the time. And then in 85, Ray Charles got country airplay because he did a country album with a bunch of different country artists. We still play Seven Spanish Angels with Willie Nelson. But one of the best songs on the album, he did with uh, the Oak Ridge Boys, kind of a gospel number. And there's a great line in here where he says, you can count me out, but don't count long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Wilson! <laughs> if we go to Red Lodge, though, we're not riding together. I'm not going to listen to this for an hour. Oh, hold on, hold on. This is side B of Steely Dan's "Steal Away" album or something. Ah, uh, there you go. You know, it must have been great cutting a song with Ray Charles because he he could ad lib and fly with no matter what you threw at him in Ray- the song. Yeah, because he he wasn't a structured singer. No, you know, he w- whatever we sing is what we sing. And he he got a lot of that from being blind because all of his other all of his other senses, including his uh, his hearing, mm-hmm. enabled him to do those kind of things. Right. 
Oak Ridge Boys didn't start out as a country music group. They started off in gospel music. I'm working on it, folks. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting news together as fast as I can here. Just It'll be just a second. And back to Steal Away, that was Robbie Dupree. He oh, had, it was? He had that and Hot Rod Hearts, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is your fault because you're not ready. I know it. Ray Charles used to play chess with Willie Nelson. Really? Yep. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, and people love... Especially in concert, people love the bass singer because not very many guys can get down that low like Richard Sturban can. And in fact, the last time the Oak Ridge Boys were here, Joe Bonsall was talking. And uh, before they did Elvira, he said, there's all kinds of bands, got all kinds of gimmicks. But he pointed at Richard and he said, but they ain't got one of those. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> what? I'm having so much I know. fun. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Thank God it's Friday. I guess I'll do some news. <laughs> About one more day of this. The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at.